Hello and welcome to the Pixel Podcast. My name is Matt, and I am here with Ethan. Hey, hey, hey. And Ricardo. What up? What it do? What it How do? It what be it what it is. It, it, Ricardo's dancing, even though we're not live streaming yeah. this episode. He just wants to... If, Check you saw, if you saw a tweet go out that said we would be, you're... you're no, just, there was nothing... Yeah, you're tie, man. That was last week's tweet. Indeed. Yeah, you just saw it twice. Thanks, Twitter's non-linear timeline. Exactly. Do you hear Instagram is now... Well, Instagram's already been about that Instagram's been doing stuff. that for a while. But, yeah. now, but now Instagram's gonna, uh, like, start showing you your friends' stuff that they like, apparently. Twitter is what does, I hear in the Twitter new, does it all the time. In the new, Twitter does that, but I know, Instagram But, but Instagram did. is different, and also it's like, man... I'm gonna have to stop liking some certain pictures that I like. <laughs> you like anyway. you like things on Twitter all the time. The, you like retweet and like things on Twitter all the time that it's some different, people consider though. consider The thing uh, is, is I, what, the one thing I really like about Instagram is it's very like concise and just like I oh, just scroll and there's pictures and it's I great. like pictures. And the pictures happen, and the pictures <laughs> no, are good. There's no words, just pictures. And then you go, and you scroll a little bit longer, and you're like, oh, what, why is a frame boiler ad here? Oh, okay, that's I, cool. On, on Instagram, I only I don't follow enough people, I think, so the algorithm just spits up the same person's, like, I get, like, three people's images. Like, I'm following, like, 30-something, which is probably not a lot for Instagram, but, like, I get, like, the same three people every day. Yeah, like, definitely. Well, I, like, I think that's not nice... give me anything else. But I think that's because most people don't post, like, yeah, this one guy I know posts a lot of, like, pictures of the beer he's drinking. Oh, um, yeah. So then I get, like, just my timeline is just only him. Yes, like, just yes, filled yes. with that. Uh, and I follow National Geographic, and that's, like, the only, and, like, and that's the second thing that that's just a fills up my account. entire. It is, but, like, it's just only that, the entire Instagram. So it's just like, uh, this is This is the National now. Geographic and beer app. Yep. Uh, guys, um, speaking of National Geographic, I think there's um, some wildlife that will no longer be roaming around the fantasy world of whatever Monster Hunter uh, Eventually, is sure. <laughs> it might take a few after, tries, but after several attempts. at some point, they're, they're going to... Everybody, everybody's favorite trio of hunters. They're going us, down. Us three. That us is, dorks. We're, we're everyone's favorite. Totally. Follow I, our rip roaring adventures. I'm our favorite. Anyway, yeah, Monster Hunter released a very limited beta. Uh, yeah. This last weekend, I believe it was from Saturday through basically Tuesday, Tuesday? morning. Like yeah. Tuesday morning, it, it sh- uh, at least on the Pacific uh, via Pacific time, it was it was done. Um, and yeah, that was we downloaded it. Uh, we played it. And what what do we think? I don't know who wants to start here. Uh, well, you guys play more Monster Hunters than I have, so you should probably okay. uh, kick it so, off. Uh, yeah, I think first. the thing is we got we got Monster Hunter expert here, Ricardo. We got uh-huh. Monster Hunter uh, guy who plays it, Ethan, and you got Monster Hunter new Matt. Yeah, exactly. So, brand, brand new. I'm a baby. So I'm a sweet, I'm a sweet baby. Uh, yeah, I played uh, a couple of the hunts solo, and then I played the last two. Um, also with Matt and Ethan, and uh, and then just with Ethan eventually, and uh, I think this game's gonna be awesome. Like this game is really really fun, and it's really 
It's pretty much exactly Surprise. what I wanted it to. It's pretty much exactly what I wanted it to be. Like it is a ton of fun. The, the, big the new open additions, world, Monster Hunter. Yeah, the new additions are awesome. The continuous world stuff is great. The weapons feel like uh, that part is good because like... I've watched Monster Hunter. I've seen Monster Hunter footage before, and the loading between screens thing to find monsters seemed mm -hmm. very. Yeah, the slowly. way the way you interact with the environments and the world is is great. Uh, the way the monsters interact with the world is great. It's just uh, a lot, a lot of fun. I it have. feels like an actual like sequel as opposed to like iterations, which has been kind of totally. how monster like Monster Hunter Four. If you play that and then you play the games like two two days at, or uh, two releases iterations out of it, it's not that much different. Like it's yeah. a very similar type of game, and it, maybe there's a couple minor tweaks like oh you get these arts or something like that yeah. like there's one like it's pretty big it's mechanic ref it's refining and it's lateral steps like three from three ultimate yeah. to four ultimate was like a lot of good refinements and then from four ultimate to generations was really kind of a lateral step it was kind of what made four good but like here's a different way to play with like the hunter arts and the yeah. different styles and stuff and that's fine, but like it doesn't. And then after that was uh, Double Cross, which did that was it that cross never came was... out to the West. What was cause... the? There was another Western one, wasn't there? Another one that came out to the West, or was Generations the last one? Uh, Generations was, was the, the stories, last one. Monster Hunter stories. Well, stories, right? yeah, stories. Well, stories is like a spinoff. So. But Generations was the last like mainline Monster Hunter. Oh, okay, game never mind. That came to the West because I remember yeah, we cause watched the... we watched we watched trailers for Double Cross. The big like, thing about Double Cross was that, uh, like. It just seemed whatever with the 3DS, like, uh, you know, on the 3DS, but they actually released it on the Switch in Japan, and there was the whole thing about, like, oh, like, are they gonna bring that out here to, like, to the Switch? And they were like, nah. And then everybody was, like, pissed for two seconds, and they were like, cause we're instead doing this thing, Monster Hunter World! That's true. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um... So yeah, so so Ethan, so what, it was what three did you hunts, think? right? The game, yeah, it was the, three the, hunts. Yes, yeah, so three. beginner, medium, and expert. Hunt, yeah, and I so guess. and you got uh, one of each weapon. Although you said that there were a couple of different heavy bow guns. Yeah, there was two heavy bow guns, but yeah, they each had different kind of like um, ultimates, I guess. Yeah, or like charged things, like different one, different weapons. And one's a machine gun, one's uh, like a burst. Different type ammo thing. types. Um, and my yeah. the only thing I surmise with that is just that like. I feel like the the ranged weapons are the the weapons that changed most drastically. So maybe they wanted to give people a couple of different options to try those out or whatever. They don't seem that much different, honestly. Really? Not really. Like they seem similar. I don't. Maybe the controls aren't trash, but I guess. Well, that's, that's it. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like how? Well, see, I've never being not someone who uses ranged weapons ever. Like I don't know how. How did it feel to shoot in this? I one? mean, th I think the thing is, is the shooting is fine in the old one because I had a new 3ds. I had the little crappy nub that you could yeah. use to aim, so that helped a lot. Um, but like, I don't know. It felt better because you're using a dual analog stick. But besides that, like it basically operated the same. You do get a um, <clears throat> ultimate kind of thing where it charges, mm -hmm. so you can use like a machine gun type move, um, or this like burst move in this <clears throat> and the other um, blow heavy bow gun they had. Um, but besides that, like it was basically the same. Like you had the same type of ammo, like cluster ammo, all that good stuff, mm -hmm. slicing ammo, all that weird, weird nuances. But uh, I don't know. It seemed fine. It seemed similar. Mm -hmm. 
And so what were your overall <clears throat> opinions on the uh the beta? Dude, it's good. <laughs> it's good. I think the thing is is like I played the game solo and I was like, "Ah, this is fine. Like this is a Monster Hunter game." It has it's it's weird like not playing it Monster Hunter for a while. It definitely seems like I would just say like just interject really quick. It definitely seems like a Monster Hunter game. Uh-huh, like to be definitely. to be clear, like definitely. I think people, totally. some, people, some people saw the original trailers and like the way it was more open world and her yeah. described, and, and they def- were like, "Oh, maybe this is gonna be the final of the game that like makes it accessible." Yeah, and, and then even and then you even had on not- the, the other side like mon- longtime Monster Hunter fans being like, "It's oh, too casual. It looks, it looks too. It looks like it's it's dumbing it down too much. I don't I don't like that or whatever." But uh, I don't think that's the case at all. Uh, Matt, being completely brand new to the series, and jumping into this this beta, which it's it's this not beta like it's doesn't, not doesn't on doesn't onboard you real yeah, good. Yeah, this is not something that's like there's any systems here to teach you how to play at all. There it are is literally there are just... there are systems to tell you which which buttons are the attack buttons. Yes, and there's, and there's, there's a training, like a, and there's small, a training area. There's like a small demo video of each weapon. And then there's like a training area where you can just mess hit around. Boxes. With, yeah. yeah. Hit boxes and like blow That's up it. barrels and stuff. That's kind of all you can do. So what yeah. did you think? Um, I shared a, a, the the classic gif of um, uh, Anchorman. It's like, I have no idea why we're yelling, which is <laughs> what I shared with us after we finished, which is basically my entire experience with the, with the, uh, the game. Uh, but not to say that I didn't have fun because I had a blast playing it. But uh, yeah, I didn't understand almost anything about like what was going on, like what what, my, what I was what I was doing, what you guys were doing. Uh-huh. Like I here's what here. How about this? How about I explain all the things that I do know? Um, so I understand the basic basic controls. Mm-hmm. Um, the attack buttons are very weirdly placed, and you. You you keep attacking for a long time. Like I've, like it felt even longer than like a Dark Souls. Like in terms of how much commitment you have in your attacks. Like oh how yeah. How long it takes to like wind up. An Everything attack and, has weight. Like takes forever. Um, and uh, uh, you can track the monsters and you can collect stuff. And then later in a normal game, you, the collecting stuff would be used to make things that are good for you, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you can track the monster, and then when you track the monster, then you can attack it, and um, it'll run away and do all that stuff, and that's just the classic Monster Hunter thing at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, you gotta sharpen your blade. Uh, yes. It'll, it'll, get, it'll get weak over time. Exactly. Yeah, that was something, because Matt and Ethan face, because the three, the three hunts are against two are new monsters, and one is a returning monster. Uh, the great Jagras is new, and you guys fought him together, and then I joined you on the Baroth hunt, and I remember the first time the Baroth ran away, I was like, I was like, oh, I gotta sharpen up. Guys, make sure you're sharpened up, make sure you're, like, rationed up, and Matt was like, wait, what? Like, what do I have to do? Like, I forgot about this stuff. Like, whetstone, you gotta whetstone up. That's fine, that's... We we said earlier that Ethan's not a pro either. But I I just, I thought he had played more of the game, I guess, than than it actually turns out. Well, to be fair, also, Ethan doesn't really use a lot of melee weapons, so he usually doesn't need to even worry about sharpening up, but, um... 
But yeah, I don't uh, worry about rations. But anyway, the thing the thing is is like, I think there's still some things that definitely this. If the final game doesn't like do a better job of teaching people how to play, I think that this game has a better chance. Sure, uh, just like in general with the visual style and every and like the platforms that it's on of reaching a larger audience. But if it doesn't teach people how to play, yeah, well, there's still... no indication. This this demo was obviously not intended yeah, yeah, yeah. for totally you know, onboarding. But I feel like that's a kind of a weird missed opportunity in certain mm-hmm. ways. Like Definitely. I feel like. You want your first impression to be mm-hmm. favorable. Definitely. Um, Honest, I, honestly, I get the impression this is more for for hardcore. Yeah, exactly. Fans. I was gonna say even this with is... the the difficulty of the expert hunt and the way that like it doesn't pull any punches in that you're still put in environments that are that will have monsters that are not part of the hunt that you're supposed to like just deal with, including on the Anjaneth. Uh, expert hunt, there's a Rathalos at the very top of the stage, which is like a pretty mid to high level monster that just shows up and you kinda have to figure out like what are you gonna do like what are you gonna do about it. I gotta I gotta Run. say it was it was it was pretty hilarious. It was pretty great chaos. Yeah, it um, was just, it was it felt fantastic playing with, with you two guys. Yeah, um I will say like I will say this that the 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 um, I, I've seen a lot of Monster Hunter f- uh, footage, mm-hmm. and this felt like the most dynamic, the most cinematic. Even though I Definitely. feel like, in actuality, it's probably exactly m- more Monster Hunter mm-hmm. in a lot of. But they've added a lot of visual like mm-hmm. spice. Like you're like swinging on vines and jumping off rocks and yeah. like jumping on the back of this monster, and your character model was like flying around the back of this, like holding on to the tail, holding on to the head, like uh-huh. like all this stuff, and like everyone's running around, like like shouting at each other, and like the music is like swelling and going crazy, and he runs off, and we're all still hunting for him. There's no like loading screens as we mm-hmm. go between zones. Just go chasing after just, him. Like yeah, you know what I mean, like. And then, like, all of a sudden, this giant flying, you know, the Rathalos flies in, and, like, it starts attacking it. And then they both stop fighting and both turn and just turn at us at the yes, same time. Yes, and then we're and, and, and just, like, And all three of us just scattered in, mm-hmm. like, the opposite ends of the map, and we're completely lost for the next, like, five minutes when we tried to find the guy. Like, it was hilarious and, and fun in a lot of ways. I I don't know I'm I'm super torn because you just said Ricardo that you pre-ordered it mm-hmm. based off of it. you broke our golden I, rule that we <laughs> I mean I would I was I was gonna get it anyways and... the one that we yeah the one that we preach but then don't follow for yeah. for our uh, for it's our cheaper. there are exceptions it's cheaper yeah. if I just pre-order it now it's... um Ethan sounds like you're sold yeah I'm gonna definitely pick it up and and I feel like I would have a blast playing with you guys again mm-hmm. but I would not have any fun playing that game I was going to say there's I that no like fun I myself. have played primarily Monster Hunter games by myself it's only with generations when I start finally started being able to play with Ethan and I have a lot of fun with the loop and the like constant like challenging of myself to take out monsters and build my gear and that was definitely an element of course that was missing in the demo is just the the fact that you know after you, what's the point of killing these monsters well you're going to get like bits and pieces that you're going to be able to craft into awesome gear after doing it and whatever but mm-hmm. um and like managing your in like managing your your inventory and like all that like picking out which weapon you're going to take on which hunt like is all stuff that's like 
really fun and really dynamic in the Monster Hunter games that obviously wasn't like fully realized in the demo. But um uh yeah, like it's going to be it I think it's going to be tough if you're s- starting out and you're trying to get back into it solo. I think that a lot of the resources that exist for current Monster Hunter games still work out for like Monster Hunter World and I'm sure that there will be new ones. I'm sure uh Gaijin Hunter will be making a lot of videos and stuff and that yeah. that all be great. But um yeah, it's just it is so much more fun playing with everybody. Just like again because cuz you know, obviously there's more potential for like crazy great stuff happening and like really cool combos and st- and stuff happening between and coordination happening but then there's also the opportunity for great miscoordination happening including yeah. a point where my hunting horn put the monster to sleep and i was like okay let's sleep bomb it everybody lay down your large barrel bombs around the head and i think i had finished out laying like my last one i'm like okay um and then i was like halfway through my thought and then Ethan <laughs> starts running away <laughs> from it, and he says, "Oh, I lit, I uh, lit the barrel. Uh, just uh, get out of there!" And I'm just like, "Wait, what?" And then uh, the entire thing explodes, and I go flying. I went flying too. <laughs> I was sitting right next to it. So there was another time. There was another time later when you put it to sleep, and then I was in the middle of. Winding yeah, up I was like, attacks, I was like, the oh, attacks take five minutes. I'm like, to, oh, he's going to sleep. Up. He's going to sleep. Everybody, back off, back off. And then Matt's like, already you fin- back. You, you, you like, in the position it. like that. You he's like, I can't hold back, and so he falls asleep. <laughs> and a second later, Matt's giant great sword goes chopping right into his head, and he wakes up. And he's like, what the fuck? But uh, there was yeah, no, there's another time where I got shot in the face by an exploding bomb uh, yeah. from a exploding shot from Ethan. Like, uh, I had a hard time with that second monster too. The one that we, the first one that we fought, I felt like I was competent at. But the, the Jagras. Every time I would try to hit that, um, the Baroth. second the Baroth, it was, I it was so tall I could not hit its upper body with anything yeah. except for the giant sword. And the giant sword took took so long to wind up a swing that mm-hmm. he would move away by the time I finished the swing. So I, I was having trouble finding a weapon that could reliably totally. like hit. I and mean that's just that's just time of playing the game. That, I, guess, I was gonna but. say that's growing pains of figuring out what weapon you like as well as learning a monster. Like like I think by me and Ethan uh eventually took out the Anjanath. It, it took a lot of tries, but I think by the... Also, the time limit was aggressive. That's the thing, is, like, the time limit in the demo, at least, I don't know, that's the thing, is, like, typically is in that, Monster yeah, Hunter game, gonna be you're gonna game? get, like, about you 50 minutes. You get a time minute. limit, but it's a while. You're gonna get, typically, about 50 minutes to take out a monster. They get more aggressive as, like, you get higher into levels and, like, you the... You're you're repeating monster hunts and stuff, or like you're taking out multiple monsters in a hunt. The the time limit gets harder, but in this demo, it was twenty minutes to take out every sing- each of the three monsters, which with the great Jagras was no problem. But even with the Baroth, it was kind of tough because he's a pretty bulky monster, and it's not like again with the the equipment sets and weapon sets you're given it's not like you're min maxing your damage very well you're just kind of going with like what you think is going to be able to go, like to work so it's uh it was tough and i don't know if they're tightening up 
times because now it's like a continuous world and there's no stops and maybe it's like slightly easier to track a monster. Although me and Ethan lost the Anjanath. Yeah, like we, lo- we, we lost him. Like, yeah. us, all three of us a lost him times. times. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, hopefully it'll be longer, like at least starting out in the earlier missions on, uh, in the final release. Um, yeah, I'm just so I'm so like back to the uh, thing of like wh- whether or not like you guys are getting the game and whether or not like I would love like I said I would love to get it and play with you guys. I'm just like super worried that if like we can't do like like for some reason there isn't enough time to meet up or we don't do it that often mm-hmm. that I'll spend like sixty dollars on this game and I won't enjoy playing it by myself. Yeah, and no, I can like, totally see that. I get that. Like, like. And and there's always and how, and how much and how much of a onboarding experience it actually will give me because uh-huh. it was like it was fun to goof around and like be bad but like if 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 we're like playing for hours and I still don't even understand what's going on it might get frustrating. Honestly, point, as so. long as there's as long as there is a less aggressive timer and there is stuff like uh, harvest tours and stuff in the game, like I have no problem like teaching you like i did the say i did the thing with ethan back in yeah. generation that's the thing is like i'm i'm kind of like willing to be sold on it if you guys are down but i'm i'm the i'll wait and t- i won't I mean, pre-order i won't pre-order it until it's closer i want to hear a little bit more from like review sites and things about that i'm not that i'm worried about it getting bad scores but just so much i want to hear like what For the sure. over- overall experience is like before yeah and i mean there's definitely it's definitely prone to release uh, window growing pains, you know, with, I know, I remember I hearing even the demo when it launched initially the first X amount of hours, people were having trouble connecting with one another. So, uh, Capcom baby, Capcom baby. Uh, so uh, yeah, we all played that. Uh, uh, Ricardo, you've already given up on Pokemon sun. Yes, I you did. Gave, you threw it away. I threw it in the garbage because I have Pokemon Ultra Sun, baby. <laughs> so my favorite, my, my favorite thing is, it's like last week you're like, this game's really bugging me a lot. Better, better up for the, <laughs> yes. better up for the the new version of the so, same game. So, so, um, yeah. So my my older brother, he had uh, a two DS at one point and a few games, and he. Didn't want it anymore, and he was like, here, just sell this for me and split it, whatever. You know, I was like, oh, you don't want it anymore? He's like, no, I'm good. He's like, also here, and it was a $20, uh, a $20, like, eShop card. I'm like, dude, what? What? He's like, yeah, I was going to buy Star Fox, but I never did. And so uh, I was like, you know what? I'm going to use this because I already have some money also in my Nintendo account, and I'm going to buy... Ultra Moon, Ultra Sun, excuse me, and start playing that and fucking guess what, man? It's like the same game. <laughs> no, it's the same game, but you know what they same took, game more or less. You know what they took out? It's fucking Pokemon calling for help, man. They took that <laughs> shit out. That's this not the in thing. there. So guess what? The game's twenty they're times like, more oh, enjoyable. Man, this, they're like, oh man, this isn't fun. This is take fun. it out. Let's take it out. So there's Always that. Take it out. And they added some new stuff here in the early game because I didn't get that that far into into Sun. They added some some stuff in the early game. Did you have to cut, sit through the same cutscenes all uh, over again? They were There's slightly a lot of cutscenes. They were slightly different. 
Oh. Instead of, like, going to the Kahuna and him being like, here's some Pokemon, just pick which one you like. Uh, you instead are, like, in the, you're, like, heading to him and then, like, a, a, a young goose jumps out of the friggin' bushes and, like, rah, motherfucker, rah. And then <laughs> Professor Kukui is like, oh, shit, kid, do you need help? And then... It's like a Pikachu the, thing from the and, yellow version. And then the three starters come running over and they're like, rah, back off of this guy. And then Kukui's like, oh, man, those three Pokemon I just happen to have with me sure like you. You should probably take one. And then I was like, oh, okay. And so I did that. Uh, But, yeah. It's fun, man. Pokemon's fun. I like it. I like. Yeah. It. Uh, that's pretty much all I have to say about it. Cool. Yeah. All right. Um. Uh. I got another Nintendo property here. Oh uh, yeah. Uh. I played the Breath of the Wild Champions Ballad DLC. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm interested uh, which, in that. Which got me back into Zelda again. I've been back in that Zelda. Playing, I've been playing that like the last like week and a half now. Since did that. you beat that? Did you ever beat that game? <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, nope. Uh, All right. Well, maybe this will uh, get you there. I don't think I need to beat that game. That game. You don't really perfect. need to, because at the end, it's like, ah, oh, this is alright. I think that like, I don't want to beat that game because then it'll be over. You know what I mean? <laughs> See, I still want to go back though. Like, even though it's that's fine, over. but like, I feel like, but I feel like, don't be sad because I don't it's want over. it to end. It's like the it's like the never ending story. I just want to ride on that dragon forever. Catch the tragic dragon. Yeah, I don't want my horse to sink into the swamp. Cause it's too sad. It's a sad. A trait. No, you're you're losing hope. Yeah, that's right. Cause it's too hopeless. Yes, this horse is hopeless. Um. So, uh, the 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 main there's like a new quest line, but I'll get that in a second. But they also added a bunch of costumes and fun stuff like that. Little side quests that just populate on your map straight away that you can um that you can get. And you get new costumes. You get like a Phantom Ganon costume. You've got some new hats. You have the hat um, from the guy from Link Between Worlds, the sales guy with the bunny, the pink bunny. Oh hat yes, uh, Ravio. Yeah, Ravio. Um, he has a hat, and <laughs> the ability, what does it do? uh, the ability is it lets you climb faster sideways. When you are when you are going on a wall, hmm. but going but going okay. sideways on a wall, you okay. climb you climb like super fast, like with that. It's like really like the animation looks almost buggy because of, <laughs> because of how fast. It's but like why? Um, that's because that's the ability. That's that they he thought. He wasn't of a particularly. He didn't really climb. I know, but that's he just, just ran into you a bunch of weapons. I think um, there's like Zant uh Zant helmet that. from um from Twilight Princess. And his does something kind of like arbitrary too that you wouldn't think like it's like shock resistant or something like that. I can't remember or freeze resistant. I can't remember which one it is, but it's one of those things. Um, there's Phantom Ganon armor, and Phantom Ganon armor is like I don't know what it's supposed to do. I think it ups your stealth, but also it makes every NPC in the world like freak out at the sight of you. Um, oh, which is really funny. I don't. They don't. They don't actually do anything different if you talk to them but just like walking past them and stuff like that they go like that um which is just a funny little thing weird um there's like some new like royal guard armor as well but i haven't got that yet because it's in the castle and i haven't bothered to go all the way into the castle again um then the 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 i think they added a couple other things too but 
the main thing they added is this new little quest line um, to go explore each of the champions mm-hmm. um, and kind of learn some more backstory stuff for them. And I'm and I'm liking it and disappointed by it at the same time a little bit. Um, you so you have to have beaten all four divine beasts before this DLC hit unlocks for you. Okay. Um, then you return back to the plateau where you start out the whole game and go back to the shrine in there. And it does this really cool thing that I really liked at the beginning. So you get this weapon into this trident thing that you're holding in your hand. It and looks like it, a tuning fork to me. Yeah, it, it looks like a it looks like a big like pitchfork, but it doesn't have like the pole attached to it. It's just you're just like holding the the end of the pitchfork. It is a really interesting weapon that um, replaces all your weapons when you pick it up. It what? takes it 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 takes you down to one quarter heart, so that anything that hits you at all will kill you. Okay, and then it, it then it and it, and it will one hit kill anything you hit with it. Any, um, anything, and anything, anything, everything, everything. But it only works, but it, it it has to like recharge. So it'll it'll you can do two attacks with it, and then it will, and then it will uh, have to like charge up again before it can do one hit kills. It takes like a two second, three second recharge, but you can't just like wade into a group of enemies. Um. So it, so then it does this thing where like you're now stuck on the plateau with this item, and you have to um, the um go to. I think four or three different areas, no, four different areas, and defeat a group of enemies at that area, and then do a shrine, and then it'll unlock a shrine for you, and you do that shrine, and uh, the the enemies are all really tough because you're you get one hit one hit and you're dead, and then all the shrines involve some form of like danger in terms of like they have spike pits or spiked you know walls moving at you or pits that if you fall into a pit you normally take a quarter heart of damage, but when you have one quarter heart of left then you you're going to die naturally so it actually is really di- it's actually very difficult sounds really and, hard yeah it's but not in like not in a bad way in a way that like the, remember how at the beginning of that game how you die a lot and yes. like a- after a couple hours and especially after like getting through you know one of the one of the divine beasts you kind of get a handle on it you get some really good weapons or armor and you're pretty much like you're pretty much kind of set at that point. You can mm-hmm. like for a long time. I've been tanking most fights, just like running in, g- getting hit, and just like and just like killing whatever enemies. I don't like dodge or anything like that. So this game, so it really forces you to kind of like think on your feet a little bit more and um, so do some some different tactics than you would normally do, or at least that I would that I was normally doing. Mm-hmm. And the shrines are very challenging, um, just because of the, yeah, because they. You know, any hit that you take inside the shrine will kill you as well. And when you die in that game, you revert back to the last save that you did, um, which usually is pretty good. But like um, in a shrine, it's back to the beginning of the shrine, so you have to do the entire shrine over again, mm-hmm. um, as opposed Ooh. to. Well, so we actually it's... we have a we have a trailer of this this week on 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 our last segment spoilers. Yes, and Ethan's <sighs> one comment from it was that it was giving him shrine anxiety watching. <laughs> Watching all the stuff. It's happen. the music. It's the, the music. Trying anxiety. What like the music when like one of the little machine guys pops up in the shrine or what? No, they have like that. It's like a very distinct sound that's kind of like played. It's like the background music in the shrine. Yeah. It's very atmospheric and it's just like. Yeah, it's kind of haunting in a way. 
Um, so that's so anyway, that's really cool. But then, like after you defeat those, after you beat those four shrines in the area, the 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 that item goes away. You don't have it anymore. And then, um, the pitchfork, the pitchfork thing. You don't, you don't. I I was like really, I was really hoping that after that was done, I would get to have that as like an optional weapon, like one of my weapons kind of thing. But uh, no, it goes away. Mm. Um, so the downside, and then the downside is after that. What you do is you it then like puts a like an item on the map in the four areas where you've defeated the divine beasts, and you then go do you go to the item it will mark three areas nearby that are challenges for you. Okay. And there's and basically they're like new puzzles to find new shrines they they've made for the DLC. Um, some of them involve going through a series of rings at a certain speed, a la Superman 64. Um, some of them involve, like, oh, can you solve this riddle to figure out where the shrine is? Mm-hmm. Some of them are, like, defeat these enemies, and then the shrine will appear after you defeat these enemies. Like, there's just different things that you do. Um, so those kind of quests seem kind of neat, um, but they're all things that are, like, within the bounds of the game itself. Like, none of them are, like, I, didn't see, I haven't seen any new enemies yet mm. or, like, anything like that. It's basically just remixed current like assets and stuff yeah and then the, the shrines themselves are all like pretty creative they're pretty inventive shrines but they're still like they're still shrines it's like, not like it's you, dumping new shrines stuff in bro there. yeah it's stuff that you could have like theoretically have found in the game itself right like it's just like this is just a new version of new iterations of them um and then after you complete this is the part that it bummed me out the most i feel like yeah i guess what mild spoilers go ahead it's not sure. going to be like a story or anything if like that. It's con- just if you're concerned about the DLC, ahead, skip ahead like two minutes. Yeah. Uh, basically, after you after you complete these three little challenges in the area, you then just fight the exact same boss that you fought in that Divine Beast again. Oh. Um, but with like limitations on you. So like I was in the water area and I fought the the water uh, the water blight Ganon or yeah. whatever it was called. Again, but mm-hmm. I didn't have. But it gave me like a specific set of armor, a specific set of weapons, and like ten arrows and uh, like three fish. Did not give me any like like all my food items or all my armor or all the stuff that I had. So then it was like I almost I almost lost when it had like a sliver of health left mm-hmm. because I used that. I, it's been so long since I fought that boss mm-hmm. that I forgot that you need arrows at the la- the second stage of the boss fight. To knock it down from like the ceiling where it's hanging, yeah, and knock it onto the floor, and I'd already shot all my arrows at it, Shit. and so you only get ten. So I was like, I thought I was completely screwed, and I managed to basically build a series of the ice platforms and climb up on them and throw bombs at him in between him trying to attack <laughs> me, and like it was like the it was the biggest cluster. Like I I it was I just... had I had like. I had like three hearts left, and I'd used up my revive that you get uh, mm-hmm. have automatically. F- yeah, yeah, and and I just barely beat it, and I was about to get really, really mad if if <laughs> if it didn't if I if I died to it. It's still um, it's still cool it's just, though like, to think that like the game does give you the tools to like if you want to beat the boss in this really dumb way, like sure, you could probably yeah. do it. Yeah, I thought it was about to be like. Put me in a position where I literally couldn't beat the boss. That would what be I thought really was gonna happen. Like it, I mean, it almost was. It just it like essentially I did, the but you found yeah, a way. I, I found a way to cheese it. Um, yeah. So that's a bummer of a like a conclusion to that. It's like, oh, just do a thing you've already done before, like but slightly but harder this time, mm-hmm. kind of thing. I, I was really hoping for something mm-hmm. new. 
Um, I think there is new stuff in this DLC, though, um, because I think once you once you do all four of these things, I think something else happens. It's not like that's not the whole game. I have not done all four of them yet, so I do not know what the, the next thing is. But the game it hints very quick, very early on that that's not the end of that of this quest line. So um, maybe there's something else to explore after that. But uh yeah that's that's like i was really hoping it would actually take us back in time like the game like had showed all these shots of the champions and like showed all these cutscenes with the champions in them yeah like yeah, it... those those cutscenes are four extra memories you know how you had the memories uh-huh. yeah it's just just four new ones of those. that's the one thing is like, i was each, hoping to the champions i was so hoping I was... there would be a lot more direct excuse me direct interaction with the champions like... yeah i really mm. hope so too I, this was too much to hope, but I was saying to Amber as I was playing this, I was like, "What I really want, I don't think it was, I don't think I expected it for this DLC, but I want to see what this Hyrule was like before everything got wrecked." Yeah, that would like, be I, pretty. I, I want, I want to see Hyrule Castle and Castle Town, like that would be with really ambitious, but like that would have been I don't really think, cool. I don't think that would have been like something feasible for this DLC, like within the same year the game came out, kind of thing, but like. I don't know. I, I'd be down to. I'd still play it a year from now, a year and a half from now. Like, they could use all the same their assets everywhere else. Like, I would. I wouldn't have to have like a big story to it. Even like, I just. I just kind of want to see what, like, without those battlefields full of robot parts, without the you know destroyed, like you know areas of of tiny towns that are blown up and the guards that are blown up and the the castle that's destroyed. Like, I'd love to see just like that put together again, and get to run around in that. And find out, you know, see cool stuff there. Have some sort of time travel mechanic mm-hmm. where you can go back and forth or something like that. I don't know, something like that. It'd be cool. But this game is just like um, you get to unlock some more memories of the of the champions that you've seen before. Yeah, it's fine, I guess. But it is more, and it is a, a good excuse to jump back into Zelda. Um, and the the new stuff they have added is really fun for what it's worth. Uh, the new shrines and stuff are good, and the new mechanic they start you out with on the on the DLC is good, so I have hopes for later content to hopefully be better. Um, and I, I, like, realized when I went back into the game and started playing, I'm like, oh, I haven't explored a ton. I haven't explored over here. Oh, I never finished doing this side quest. Oh and I like, just started doing a bunch Full of, on. I just started doing a bunch of other stuff. I just started doing, like, a bunch of stuff. And Full yeah, on yeah, breath. There's a lot of, of that. I have almost all the shrines in the game now. Um, nice. I was, at, I was at, like, I was at, like, 96 before I, when I last left off. Can you get all your Korok seeds, bitch? Now I'm at... <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, at like a, I'm at like 110 shrines now, so I'm close to the the uh, the completionist. Um, he had got all the the Korok seeds, and yeah, he said indeed. it was possibly the least fun thing like he's ever done. Yeah, it seems like a not fun thing, especially since the since the first pack of DLC gave you the Korok mask, mm-hmm. which lets you like at least tell you when there's a Korok yeah. nearby. Which that which that guy did not have. I don't think. No, nope, he, he did not. When he did when he did that, um, I don't think that's the sort of thing where the developers intended you to find all of those, as evidenced by how crappy the reward. I was gonna say, like, yeah, I was gonna say least... like the reward is terrible. I think that was what really got him. Like in the end, was that it's yeah. like here it is, it's poop. It is um, poop. Speaking of completing game, old games, I've been. Definitely going through every single Mario level and like getting every single 
Moon. Nice. Up to the... That's not an old game. That's like a couple weeks. That's like a couple weeks old. Dude, that game's so old. It's ancient now. Old game. Old game. Time moves um, fast here. But yeah, man. Definitely getting into like the more nitty gritty of each moon is like way more interesting. And it's like, oh man, yeah. I find this sort of like I. There's only a couple left. I gotta figure it out where they are. And it's like, oh okay. I would still be playing that game if it wasn't for uh, the, the Zelda DLC dropping. Yeah, um, totally. I that game that. is that game is so good, uh, and I want to go back and do the same thing with that and get all the moons for that for sure. For sure, there hasn't been a game since Mario Galaxy that I've wanted to like go in and one hundred percent like that. You guys want to talk about a not good game? What's not a good not game? good game? So I installed this game. Okay, called Cook Sir Delicious mm-hmm. Two. It's a game that you uh... didn't even put on your list. Yeah, you I did. have put it on my list. Uh, I forgot oh, I played add, it. Add, because guess it what? Now. It's not a good game. Wow. I don't like this game at all. Disagree. Disagree. I, wow, I, I want to hear this. I like Cook Serve Delicious. I think it's a good game. I actually, okay. instead, I, I played Cook Serve Delicious 2. I played it for a little bit, and I was like, hmm, you know what's a much better game? Cook Serve Delicious 1. I reinstalled that and uh, been playing that for a long time. Almost got up to like uh, the next uh, two-star level. Okay. Uh, my problem with Cook Serve Delicious is two is two. that it is a step back in most ways. I think. What do you compared what, to the first one? I explain. Think, so the actual gameplay on a controller, which is what I was playing it as, is way more confusing. Almost every single item requires you to hold down the left trigger to access the second menu. Yeah, there's items, like multiple menus. There's multiple menus on almost every single item, which in the first game, it's that way on only a couple items when you get to the more complicated levels. I feel like this one does not ease you in. It almost expects you to play the first one like, yes. to, to like a lot. And then you go, that criticism. And you go to the second one, and it's like, hey, guess what? Here's this game. Why don't you try leveling, uh, try doing all these different things with this left trigger type extra menu. which. It's just not fun. It's just not fun trying to go with Oh, so that. the it's reason just... you don't like is because you're bad at video games. Exactly, because I'm bad at video <laughs> games. Like, the other thing is... Ricardo has always pointed out. So, uh, the other thing is, is you're going through different restaurants, which I don't like. I don't like the fact that you're going through different restaurants and you have completely different menus for each mm-hmm. one, as opposed to having your own restaurant that you can upgrade, improve, and try to figure out, like, oh, You've got your okay. own restaurant. You do have your own restaurant. Well, in the second one? In the second yeah. one, you're going through, like, different restaurants, but you yeah, can... You- they're there, but you have your own, too. But your own is just, like, you don't cook in it. You just make the design of the decor, which is kind of weird. Could, you could cook in it. How? <laughs> it's, the, it's the first item on the, on the menu. When you, when, you, when you go to, like, select the... When you have a list of all the restaurants, uh-huh. the very first one is Cook, Serve, Delicious Restaurant. Oh, so you just, can you play that one and level it up, though? Um, so it doesn't have star ratings like the last uh-huh. one does. See, that's, that's the thing. It's like... The encourage you but to you go can make your each own restaurant. menu and do all that stuff. Okay, but it encourages you to go to the next one and be like, "Oh, hey, go to the next, go to this other restaurant, cook all the stuff there. Go to this restaurant, cook all the stuff there." And that's not really what I come to cook or delicious for. I come to like make my own meals and uh, upgrade and go through like this ladder chain of like, okay, I'm gonna get these different stars. I'm gonna get these emails and go on and move on to like these this catering event and you know upgrade but like in the second one that's just completely non-existent so you it's don't just... like the progression 
I, there is no progression at that point. Like it's hmm. a very, it's a very uh, there, there. Yeah, the progression of like building your own restaurant is not there. It's not there. The it's way. just go to next restaurant, have fun figuring out what the hell is on the menu. Like it, it doesn't ease you in as easily. It's just like kind of throws you in more so. Yeah, it also gives you way more to handle. Um, yeah, there's a whole like uh, thing about um, holding stations, the, the holding and stuff stations, like that, prepping and food like, beforehand. Yeah, it's like pre-cook these hot dogs or you put them in. It's just like it's too much, man. It's it's just too much stuff, and it just doesn't. I don't feel connected to it like in the first game where it's like it starts off slow, you go up. I do think the first game does have a problem with it starts off way too slow. Mm-hmm. And you can't get to level two unless you do like twenty days of service, which I think is yeah. ridiculous. You should do maybe like ten and go on to the next level, but like twenty okay. is ridiculous. But, um, yeah, I I just sorely disappointed by how Cook Surge was just too. Just I felt like here's another thing that's weird is I think the graphic design is when you beat the game or beat the level, it's just awful. It's terrible looking. It's hard to read. It's just it's just a bad design. It's like they got got a second like graphic designer to come in, and they're just not nearly as good as the first game. Because the first oh, the, game, the, like the finish, the, this is finish. Yeah, the thing is, this finish, just the way the food looks good, but the way the actual like you realize it's finished in Japanese, right? What? It's, it's delicious too. It says finish in Japanese. That part's whatever. I'm talking about the actual end screen. Like the screen itself is just chaos, and it I looks think you're messy. Gonna need to exp- I think you're gonna need to like physically show this because it's. This is very difficult to explain. Yeah, being that's like, true. oh, it looks bad. Yeah, I don't know about what that what you're referring to there. Which screen you're referring to? But anyway, the poll quote for Ethan's negative review is the finished screen looks. Bad. I mean, that's um, honestly so, one of the things. All all the criticisms that you've levied against it, I don't even disagree with. Um, I think it could do with a progression system that it doesn't. Uh, uh, that that it doesn't have a, like like the building up your restaurant and feeling that thing. You do buy menu items like you could make your own restaurant with its own menu, and you have to buy food items for that. So that so check for that. But is there any incentive for that? Is my question. Um, like... you you have daily buzz, and you get more money um from your own restaurant than you do from working at other restaurants. Um, but it definitely is like the game is much more about like play it to see all the stuff and have fun rather than like uh th- then rather than play it to build up the restaurant that you had kind of thing. I guess, but that was like the whole thing I really liked about that game was that you got yeah really good I, I at agree. these one tasks, and then in the second one, it's like just try all these different things and try to get better at it so you can progress as opposed mm. to honing your skill like man i'm so good at throwing together this salad the salad is so easy to throw together boom 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 boom, boom. there you go um and this one it's like eh, like figure it out on the next one and then you have this different a whole completely different menu to learn and go to the next section it, it feels more disjointed in a lot of ways and i i really cannot find the end screen to cook so delicious too uh um... ranks you it just it, to me that was the one thing that stood out and was like this game just does not look as good as the first one, graphically wise. Like the the UI interface is is not intuitive. I like the way the I like the way the food looks. The, the food, food looks, looks great. Way, I will not disagree with better. that. Yeah, the food looks way better. It looks much more graphic and pretty. But I think, as far as the design goes, like the way it's communicated, just looks way cheesier. Um. um anyway, I think that um. 
have, did you play this solo? No. Because uh, it's way more fun to play with two players. Is what I uh, found. Okay. Well, I played the I played the first. I was playing the first one um, co-op as well, and I I enjoyed mm-hmm. that quite a bit. I think the, it's uh, it, it's the right amount of chaos for two players because it feels overwhelming with one person and the amount of stations that you have to deal with. Yeah. But with two players, it's actually really kind of fun to. It's it's a bit like an overcooked kind of feel of um, uh, you know, multiple people. Like, ah, give me this. Ah, we're out of this. We need to get these things right, like that kind of thing. And uh, did you get, did you prepare any hot dogs? Ah, and it's just kind of that's that that part is uh that part is fun. So I'm um I could see that being maybe more fun. How does the mechanic work with the ex with the uh, hot dog preparing and like stuff like that? Because it takes up the whole screen. Is it just like? What do you try, what do you mean? How does it work? So like, there's the prep station, right? So I assume one person right. on the prep station, one person's not. No, no, no. So er, er, each person can do everything um, ah. uh, at all times. Uh, but, like, it obviously helps to divide up tasks if you have a situation where that's conducive to do that. So, yeah. Um, yeah, one person uses the keyboard and, mou- and or mouse, and then the other person uses the, a controller. And hmm. then they can... And so, th- so it just divides the screen in half so that, like, it looks like oh, there's okay. just two. Like, uh, I'll show you. Like, when there's two people cooking, I'll show you an image. People who can't see this, they're not gonna know what that means. But, um, no, oh, okay. Let's see, that makes sense. That makes a yeah. lot more sense. That might and and g- given how, as you can see in this screenshot, I've 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 attached here, there are ten cooking stations and like six prep stations. It's, it's ridiculous. Like, with one person, that's like insane. Um, yeah, but but with two people, that's like it's still hard. But it's like like it feels like you're not like spinning out of control, kind of thing. Um, yeah. The one thing I will say about this game is that it gives you way more stations, but the time limit before they start like ticking down is way longer. And if you have side dishes in your prep stations, it'll be even it'll add more time to that. True. Um, that thing. So it's just a different kind of mentality. To, eh, like, I guess it's just I guess this feels more like a lateral type move yeah. as opposed to a. It's definitely a more. It's like an expansion almost. Yeah, it doesn't feel game. like a better game it just feels like a more different type of game if that makes sense once i've done the cooking and stuff in this second one though i really like it better than the mm. the first one because like i i agree with you the progression in the first one is a better system yeah but like i love the amount of dishes the way you cook the dishes like the the holding station is really cool once you once you get a handle on it it doesn't it's... seem bad i just don't think they explained it well enough and they're just kind of like ah, oh, here's the holding no station. they don't the, the holding station is something that it, it, it's not a good enough tutorial in this game, uh, but the holding station is like there's foods that require a holding station. Like you have to make it in the holding station for it to be made at all. There's some that's like you don't have to make this to the, uh, the holding station, but if you do, then you'll have 10 of them just ready to go. You won't have to like make, you, know, you won't have to wait for them to cook and do the whole process every time that happens. Yeah. And there's side dishes which are always made in the holding station, but they don't get like, they don't get like, you don't serve them to customers. They just get automatically like eaten as a part of like as a side to the whatever they've already ordered. Um, so it is. Um, it's those w- w- once you understand the, how those three things work, um, the the holding station situation becomes like really fun and yeah, like the amount of complication they add on the dishes is like overwhelming at first. But because at the first game you level up your dishes, right? You have like 
Yeah. You have like your fish, and then you level up the fish to get better fish. And now it has maybe more. Now, the, or like like for burgers, for instance, you have like a burger, and it's like now we've upgraded the burgers. They have avocados. So now you add an extra ingredient to to the mix, kind of thing. But in this game, it's just like every ingredient is available straight away. It's so overwhelming to me. It's it's, uh, it's overwhelming, but um. Once you start to learn it, it's fun. And building your own restaurant is still kind of fun for that reason because they let you save menu presets now. So you can have, like, 26 menu presets if you, if you want to mm-hmm. go crazy with that. And so, like, me and Amber have, like, a breakfast menu, a lunch menu, a dinner menu, a sushi menu, a, like, like that kind of stuff because there's, like, so many different kinds of foods. Um, in the before, the, the game previ- like, the previous game had, like, like, 20-something food items. This has, like, a, over 100 for sure. So... This is a lot more to it. It's just a lot more cooks are delicious. It's not necessarily a fully better cooks are delicious. I get that for sure. So do you? So do you think you'll be? It's the same thing I had probably last time. So do you think you'll be playing more of that, Ethan? Or nope. I've been playing a lot of the original one. Just playing through that. That's key. It's just it's just more my type of game. I like the whole management aspect of things. I like the uh the progression of that. Just it's just way more appealing to me than just. A, but a game that may be more, but it's the progression, the lack of progression sucks. Yeah, I agree. I think that, I that was a that was a dropped ball on that. Um, it's weird how like thing... oh, I was gonna say it's weird how like you attach to certain elements of a game, and then when the developer comes out with a sequel, a lot of times they drop that, that and thing. they yeah. drop that and they go in a a direction that like isn't at all what you came to the first game for, so then it just ends up kind of being, like, not for you, not for you, despite the fact that, like, it might be a generally overall better game. It's just not for you, because that thing you got out of it is just not there anymore. Yeah. Totally. You're just different people now. I'm a different person now. Well, I'm the same person. They changed. I'm the same. They changed. They're the problem. Anyway. Keep, keep telling yourself that. Anyway. Sure. What's next? What's in the news? Woo! There's not too, too much this week because we actually managed to talk about a lot of the, the Game Awards announcements. As it happened. As they were happening. So, I guess, I mean, I think we kind of hit most of the big announcements at the Game Awards. Uh, so let's just talk about some of the winners. We even got the winner of Game of the Year while we were still recording, which was Breath of the Wild. Uh, best Game Direction also... Which we mentioned last week. Um, game of the Year and Best Game Direction, right? That was yeah, live. Was, we was also watched. Breath of the Wild. Both of those were Breath of the Wild. Excuse me. Breath of the I Wild. Would, I would like to know if they clarified what Best Game Direction meant. Yeah, because here... Because like that in in the, in, a, the, in, a, in a film, best director makes is a very obvious like mm-hmm. okay, that's the be- the guy who did the best directing. What does best game direction mean? Yeah, the lists I mean, are different. I guess it has to kind of be. But they're an... almost but they're almost the same. They got a lot of similar. No, I the, think the only three that are the same are Super okay, Mario. Three out of the three out of the three five. Out of five, are five the yeah, are the s- different. I mean, are the same. The different ones are Game of the Year had Persona 5 and PUBG, whereas uh, Best Game Direction had Resident Evil 7 and Wolfenstein 2. Um, So, yeah, that's interesting to think, especially when you see the rest of the games on this list. 
Well, see, that's so weird. Like, what I'm, does I'm classify as game I, direction? I'm, 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 this is my, this is a guess. I am making this up here. I'm guessing best game direction based on the games that are on that list and not, and the games that are not on that list from the game of the year mm-hmm. uh, one. Best game direction is like best overall, like, level of polish and, uh, clear vision of like where the game what it wants to do and where it goes maybe yeah i mean because that's the thing is like i'm thinking i'm looking at some of these games and it's like well some of them are obviously more narratively driven games and have a lot more like of a person's touch like directing the way the person takes it the the player takes in the game like wolfenstein (laughs) wolfenstein and resident evil 7 definitely do but those have a lot of direction involved in them uh uh-huh but then it's like super mario odyssey like that's what i'm saying that's what i'm like like the way the game feels not just like the story of it like don't think about like directing actors in a movie think about like what you wanted to set out to do with the game and how well you achieved that goal like for instance the biggest thing that points me to this direction is uh player unknowns battlegrounds is in game is in the game of the year uh nominees but it is not in the best direction nominees because that game is all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very its true. quality of its experience, its its jankiness in this in its server reliability, its its um, optimization in terms of the game, its mixed messaging it's had it's you know a couple of different times with like uh, oh there's cheaters oh we're gonna you're banned you're not oh you're not banned like that just like stuff like that where it's like where like the game. Um, like obviously has a you know a lot of a lot of good things about it, but it's it, it's not you're not going there for like a unified experience, so to speak. You're going there because like the multiplayer is a really good multiplayer, yeah, like shooter. Totally. But I feel like in mo- in both these categories, there are other games that I would have added to the nominees that are not on them. Probably. So, like, um, like like best narrative, like most of the things in best narrative could probably also. Sh- be in best game direction as well possibly because, because they Spe- also have like a very specific thing they're aiming for S- speaking of which the winner of best narrative is a game that has been talked about quite frequently here on the show for the last few weeks and that is what remains of edith i was gonna say i actually heard Dis- about this announcement uh, before uh i actually heard about this announcement while matt was saying he didn't like the game that much and i was like this agree oh yeah bitch, disagree I, Especially I think, with some I of think, the other I ones think, on I, here. Yeah, like, I think Edith Finch is actually a pretty good game. I, it's not I don't like it that much. I just think it was overhyped. And then hearing this, I'm like, man, come on, guys. Get hyped, dog. What was the you other had, games you had, on you this had, You had Wolfenstein 2, which I haven't played. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've heard only amazing things about how great the story is. And then you have freaking Nier Automata! It's possibly one of the best video game stories and even, ever. Even let, some, alone, let alone... Even possibly a Dark Horse, but but a game that I've heard really interesting things about its narrative is Hellblade is on here. Yeah. As well. Yeah. yeah. Same. Uh, so best art, I, di- best art direction best narrative, wrong, wrong, bad and wrong. Best art direction was kind of the only choice. I feel like Cuphead yeah, I mean, won best art direction. Yeah. Cuphead best, should get that. And what a bummer. What a bummer for Persona 5 and Legend of Zelda <laughs> in terms nah. of just like, mm-hmm. like, no, I mean like, not, not no. I'm not saying that they deserve to win. I'm just saying over a Cuphead. I'm saying that like in any other year, those game, those two games like would have been. 
it would have been a close race between one of the, like one of those two games for for best art direction in any other year. Quite possibly. And, and Cuphead just like well, obviously it's Cuphead. Um, but then best here score. in this next this next uh, right a, choice Cup, correct Cuphead, choice Cuphead was nominated and it was did not win. Uh, near yes, Automaton won. No. Correct choice. Correct nope. choice. Nope. Correct choice. I don't nope. know why Destiny Two is on here for. Yeah, I don't know why Destiny Two is on there. <laughs> it's all right. If you want a very bland, like, if you want some epic score, if you want epic sci-fi score, yeah, then that's that. Uh, um, best audio what... design was Hellblade. Wait, Ethan, Ethan, what's your choice if if Nier Thomas is the wrong choice for best score? Which is the best? Which is the right choice? Man, it's Cuphead, is, it, baby. is it Persona Five? What? Cuphead every day. No, Cuphead, it's not. Baby. I listen to the Cuphead. I listen to the Cuphead soundtrack. Uh, uh, so many times. I'm the king that, baby. I mean, yeah. it's a it's, it's so a good, good. It's a it's a good soundtrack. It's it's, uh, it's, it's just a soundtrack that you never hear in a game. Like it's you never hear it. Like a jazzy it, near automata is a soundtrack you don't hear in games. Oh, some anime like oh like that stuff's <laughs> all over the place, man. I hear soundtracks like that all the time. That's just boring. That, that, Get that, that shit that out of mu- here. That music is unlike music in in man, any that music other. That is boring as fuck. I hate that. You I, are honestly, so wrong. I hate the music in Nier Automata. Like, I <laughs> oh listen to shit! It, and I just the truth wanna... comes out. I listen to it and it makes me not want to play the game add, as much. You we're know? not even at we're not even at our game of the year podcast no, yet. Man, already I'm down now. Nier Automata music sucks. <laughs> it's be- well, I, best. Guess I what? I, Cuphead I'm is not the best music that came like, out this I'm year. I'm waiting for the part like, because everyone says that soundtrack's really good. And for now, it's just a bunch of weird, Well, like, you have only beaten, like, one-third of that game, I, I so. know. That's why I'm waiting. <laughs> you know what? Playing that game is, like, a freaking chore. It's like eating my veggies. Wow. I know. Okay, let's move on before it gets too heated in here. I want there, there are There are two other games besides Nier Automata that have better soundtracks on that be- best music so list. Good. Best audio design. Cuphead. <laughs> there are three other games that have better soundtracks than Cuphead. Best performance. Uh, <laughs> Persona 5, Super Mario Odyssey, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Those are all oh, better soundtracks. Terrible. I'm trying no, to move on. on. <laughs> best, best performance. Melina Jurgens. Wait, as... what one best audio? Oh, best audio design was Hellblade. And no, that should... I haven't played that game. Best sure, audio design fine. was Hellblade. Best performance was also Melina Jurgens as Senua from Hellblade. I feel uh, like that was like the that was the Oscar bait pick for that one. Beating like, out she, she's uh, Ashley Birch as Aloy from Horizon Zero Dawn, Brian Bloom as BJ Blazkowicz from New Colossus, Claudia Black and, as and both, Chloe and both Uncharted, from Lost Legacy, and Laura Bailey as Nadine from Uncharted Lost Legacy. Games for Impact. Wow, Hellblade wait, again. Wait wait. wait, wait, we have to talk about what. We had to talk about how Hellblade is the Hellblade is mopping is, up. Is, here. The, is is the Oscar bait? It's like oh, it depicts mental illness. Therefore, I suppose. Therefore, it, I therefore feel like life wins. is strange. Really, is also a very. I do really want to play that game. I heard. I heard Ninja Theory. I really want to play games. it too. It looks. I, really yeah, no, cool. I, I I don't want to diss on the game itself. I'm not saying that. I, I just like mean that the, like one of the games that I've been. I like, feel I've, like that was a game that like won because it totally. because of its subject matter. I less feel like so. that and near. No, not not that and Nier are two games I need to actually like finish over the oh, Nier. Those okay. are my two. Yeah. Uh, um, games for Impact. Wait, we discussed best art direction or best uh, direction. Uh-huh. What, does, what does games for Impact mean? I don't their, know. That, that, I I love their like their like dance around of like. 
I guess it's like social, social, social. It talks about important thing. stuff, man. Yeah, it's yeah. I don't know. Uh, best ongoing game. I guess games that just never end. Never end. Overwatch, uh, Overwatch, one Overwatch again. wins again. <laughs> wow, that's surprising. Not? That Blizzard. That's surprising that PUBG did not win that. Uh, the game's not even out, man. Uh, <laughs> best independent game. Cuphead again. Cuphead was not the best independent game. Oh, Ethan's not even. Ethan. Ethan said that to use the bathroom, so I, I can't even. Uh, I was gonna say, are anymore. you just joking? Super I Mario mean, Run. I mean, the, <laughs> my problem here is that like, it's always those situations of like you want to use certain things to like reward people. You want to use certain categories to reward people, and I would have loved to see Pyre win this. Yeah, cause that's, it was that's kind of what I'm thinking too. Anything. But. Uh, Oh well, best mobile game. Uh, wait, wait, Pyre was not in best story. Dang, I guess not. Or best that's... art direction. Oh yeah, that's surprising. What was that in best art direction? Destiny or best, two or best, or best was score. In best art direction. Man, Destiny two f that game. It's in best score and in best art I direction. Feel it like deserves to be in neither of those places. And Pyre definitely could have. Pyre taken that definitely, place. specifically best score. It de- deserves to be in there. Yeah, that's a yeah. that's that's some bullshit. That makes right that there. makes four that makes four games on that list that are better than Cuphead's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> best mobile game: Monument Valley two. Uh, I didn't out. play that one. Hidden Folks, Fire Hidden Emblem Folks. Heroes, Old Man's Journey, and Super oh, Mario. Yeah, Old Man's Run. Journey. That's pretty good. I saw Ethan play a lot of Hidden Folks. Uh, that game seems fine. Hidden Folks is a fun little thing. It's it's a fun little thing. It all Hidden right. Folks. Uh, um, Old Man's Journey, I think, is cool. We were saying that we were saying that Pyre probably deserved to be on best Pyre got cheated music as well as best art direction. Yeah, but Pyre's music is really good. Uh, best handheld game, Metroid Samus oh. Returns, which I've heard really, really Metroid? great things. Metroid. 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 I've heard really great things about that game. Uh, so That sounds like the best. Out of the, the games, I mean, I have not played any of these uh-huh. games. Of the list of things here and what yeah. I've heard of and things that I've heard a lot of. I mean, one is a, sounds one like. is basically a 3DS re-release of a, of a Wii U game. Ever Oasis is... Whatever, Fire Emblem's another Fire Emblem game. Monster Hunter Stories I heard was good, but also kind of derivative of some other like Pokemon style RPGs. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Ethan's category: best VR slash AR game, Resident Evil Seven Biohazard. I can't even play that game. It's not on. It's on Oculus. Yeah, it's only on. Uh, yeah, it's only on P- PlayStation VR. Uh, yeah, I feel like that one. That one was just gonna run away with it being like one of the only AAA games yeah, out at all. That, that's that, that's that's. Uh, I heard really good things about Lone Echo though, and I have that game. I just have not actually played. Oh, it. really? Because I heard not great things about it. Oh, really? What? What uh, is it? Great um, things or not great things? If wait, is Lone Echo the one that I'm thinking of? Is that the one where you play as a blind lady? No. No. Oh, Lone Echo. Lone Echo is a space game where you're in space and. I, I've been playing the uh, I've been playing a lot of the uh, multiplayer version of that, which is like Ender's Game, and that game is so fun. Like it's super oh, is fun. Lone Echo the one that we saw that was like the gravity had the trailers that were like gravity in it that was like no, that's a drift. no, it's like a drift. Uh, that was but a drift, like, yeah, not bad or not not, not great. <laughs> Best action game: Wolfenstein Two: The New Colossus, sure. which is an interesting choice. 
because I feel like weird, out of it's a weird I feel name. like out of the uh, if action is the emphasis, I feel like Cuphead plays better. I feel like Neo probably plays better, and Destiny Two yeah, plays better. That's that's a really weird thing for Wolfenstein to win. It should like when it when it's up in there and like yeah. story and direction and things like that. Best and then wait 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 the next the next category best is action best slash action. adventure game. The Legend of Zelda Breath of the this, Wild. This is where genres. This is where genres of video games really yeah. show their their arbitrariness. Video games are dumb, man. Uh, <laughs> Mario Odyssey and Zelda are in this. Yes. And Uncharted and Horizon and Assassin's Creed. They're all the same genre of game. What are you talking about? Uh, best role-playing game, Persona 5. Uh, wins that sure. one. I, I won't. It's weird that Nier's on here as a role-playing game. I don't that's really not find ro- that... that's, Yeah, Nier is an action game. Yeah, mm. anything. If, no. if anything... No, dude. What are you talking about? I mean, it's kind, of, it's, it's, I mean it's kind of an RPG. It's, sure. it's just it's not, really, it's not really firmly in any of those territories, again. Best fighting game. Injustice 2. Wrong. It should have been Tekken 7, but whatever. It should have it been, sure. been, been ARMS. Been, uh, yeah, I would have been fine uh, with ARMS winning What about Tekken 7? Tekken 7 is good. No, Tekken 7 should have won. It probably shouldn't have been ARMS. It probably should have been Tekken 7. Uh, best, best family bet. game. Super Mario wait, Odyssey. Wait, like, most most of these are Nintendo <laughs> games. Also, <laughs> I don't think I would say... I wouldn't say Splatoon 2 is that much of a family. Family game, Too much really. attitude. Family well, game. No, just means, like, family, family game just means kid friendly. But that's the thing is, like Splatoon mean. Two. If you play that online, you're gonna get your ass kicked, kid. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And Re- and Mario plus Rabbids is hard. Mm. Like really, like it gets really tough. It literally is just hey, is it E for everyone? Is it Nintendo? <laughs> Do they have a Nintendo aesthetic? Let's go. Best strategy game, Mario plus Mario Rabbids, plus Rabbids Kingdom, Kingdom Battle. Battle. Didn't really have that tough of competition, honestly, if I'm looking yeah, at this I, list. Yeah, I heard not great things about Warhammer 2, Total War Warhammer 2, which is a bummer because I really like the first one. And Halo Wars 2, and one of those... Oh, that came out? I guess so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's one of those sequels like Mirror's Edge 2 that when it got announced, everyone swore they loved it, despite the fact that they ke- the that when the first one was out, nobody said shit good shit about it. And then they're like, "What do you talk about? I love that game." And then it, guess what? It's not good because it's just another one of those. And I'm I'm going on a rant. But uh, best sports slash racing game, Forza Motorsport Seven, which I actually heard was. Kind of a step backwards from yeah, the previous. Yeah, I heard it's not that great. But so I heard Forza Horizon Three is like the one to get. But like Motorsport, that one's kind. Of, I mean, if you're into that, I heard I that one cool. that has the terrible boxes and loot boxes yeah. and stuff like that. Right? Like, isn't that like that's really weird? That one. That seems like a, that's. I mean, I'm that looking at everything out. This is this is all chosen by journalists. Yeah, these, I was gonna um, say sports. These is are a all weird like thing because like Madden's not even on here, but Madden had that really cool single player mode that a lot of people were talking about. I don't, this hmm. this this feels like people chose the name that they like thought. I guess like might be the best. Like they they didn't play all of the games <laughs> in this list, Yo. and they were like, "This one's probably the best." The next category, what best multiplayer? Like nothing's highlighted. What's going <laughs> Wait, on? Which what one? one? <laughs> it's what? it's gotta be PUBG. Holy right? God! It, has... it probably is PUBG. Destiny Two is pretty good though. Yeah. Most multiplayer. 
most anticipated game. Another wrong answer. <laughs> these are games that these are games that are not out yet that are. I mean, we are, hey, we did something like this. What's our most anticipated game? Yeah, we so... did. Yeah, no, we do. I did, but the I was Last like... of Us Part Two One. This is a very world. hey guys like as we've noted I think as we've noted previously this list is very basic. It is so basic. <laughs> this list is, this list is runs very, very similar basic. List. It's pretty basic. Yeah. Uh, trending gamer. Oh, Doctor Disrespect. Oh, hey. actually just came out with some news today. Yeah, I was gonna yeah, say tonight, <laughs> like just now. Should we, really, we really roll this in? Oh, by the way, um, oh, speaking gosh. of uh, Doctor Disrespect, the the winner for SLT player was uh, player PUBG. So, uh, gotcha. yeah, that's not, that that, and I think it deserves that probably. That's for fine. Sure. I'll agree with that. So, uh, Doctor Disrespect uh, announced today <laughs> he was gonna be taking a break and stepping back from from streaming because he was unfaithful in his marriage and Jeez, needs to c- figure know, things out. So, I was listening, it's funny. Don't you I was ever, listening. don't you ever doctor disrespect her. I was, I uh, doctor disrespect women. Apparently I was listening to another podcast. We're talking about like, Oh man, this guy got his through. It's just a matter of time before he becomes a milkshake duck. And it's like, Oh, 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 Ah, before even the, our next it, podcast. The thing is, is at I least, at least at least he outed himself, and it wasn't like he's secretly. Oh, totally. Yeah, the, the, pedophile. It's like, oh. oh I guess. God. I guess. I guess we're all like, oh, cheating on your wife? Not that bad. I, like, I don't, I don't know. If that's that's bad. So that's very bad too. But it's pretty bad, but like it's more. It's more personal, I guess. It's not illegal. Yeah, it's not, it's not illegal. Well, I mean, you can lose in a court. It's not illegal. Stuff, it's, but, it's you know very yeah. It's uh, very I bad. it's not good. I didn't follow the guy, so I never really saw the appeal. Neither did I. I don't. The weird thing is, why is he the trending gamer? Like, he's the guy that got banned from PUBG for being, like, a jerk. On yeah, but he, they let him back on. it. But they let to him back fair, it. To be fair, out of all the characters, sure, but, all like, the that's what, here, what, what is that, of. like, worth... I don't, I don't know. know. I've never Did... heard of... The, I know, I know Andrea, uh, Andrea Renee because that's John Drake's wife. Mm-hmm. Um, what's good? That's all. And, and she does What's Good Games with a bunch of people from, like, an ex, an ex GameSpot person. Best and, like, eSports people. game Overwatch. The sure. L- Sure, I guess. Why not? Best Overwatch esports player represented by Omen by HP. Lee Sang Hyuk. Faker! No, also known as Faker for SK Telecom 1. What's he League faking? League of Legends. He's, he's, he, he's the best esports player, but not playing the best game. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he's, he's... And he does also do, doesn't play for... The best esports team, which is Cloud Nine. I don't know. These are so. These are weird. These yeah, are weird. I think That's the thing bad. is about this whole bad, bad, bad game bad awards. E- it's just like you have to appeal to so the many rest people. Are weird. Best esports team is a dumb thing to do anyway because like, like, like literally all of these clans that are like they're showing all these teams they're showing, like play every game, like. Cloud Nine, which Cloud Nine? The one that plays League of Legends, the one that plays Dota, the one that yeah, plays totally. Overwatch. It's like, is that like, organization the like, best? Like, like, I don't know. Like, the, yeah, you think it's the best place to work? What are you saying about it? That they they win the most? Because I don't think they do. I don't think they win. They like they're not like the biggest, the most successful team currently. So, uh, weird. Student Game Award was Level That's Squared cool. by this was Kip probably this Brennan. was probably announced way early in the in the night where before anyone was watching. Steven Scoglio. Dane Perry Svedson, 
of Swinburne University. Uh, cool. Best debut indie game presented by Shik Hydro was Cuphead. Sure. Yeah. Uh, chi- and the last one we have here is Chinese Fan Game Award. This is a great one because it's just... One- uh- so, yeah, which is China just this voting is just, on their favorite this game. Just, this is just blatant like fa- like fan service to like we need to appeal to the Chinese market. JX three HD by Kingsoft Corporation one. I I agree. Yeah. I agree. JX three. No, no, no JX two SD. If that's not your game of the China, then what is? Uh, guys, Fuck PS- the Oscars. Guys, fuck the Oscars. Am I right? Uh, uh, guys, PlayStation Experience happened right after the Game Awards that same weekend. Um, it was not great what they showed, but uh, right after that was Capcom Cup. Uh, ended up being won by a relatively unknown new, like a uh, new pl- newcomer. Uh. Dominican player by the name of Mena, who mains Birdie, he beat. Uh, oh, Taquito. that's why this is in the news. He beat Takedo in the finals of Street Fighter Five, but uh, Street Fighter announced a big 30th anniversary collection and showed all the the characters for season three. Instead of doing silhouettes, they just said, "Fuck it, we can't keep them under wraps anyway." So here's all the characters that are coming out in season three. And uh, that's about it. The I did want to talk a little bit about that 30th anniversary collection because it's 12 games. Yeah, but it's across like four games. <laughs> it's across. Well, like, yeah, it's four, a weird thing. It, it really just shows like how weird Capcom is with its like releases. They like, just because you have three games, you have basically have Street Fighter. Okay, Street so Fighter it's Street Fighter. Fight, right? I was gonna say it's yeah, exactly. No, and Street Fighter Alpha. So it's like four games. Oh yeah, you're right. But and it's, it's like a billion versions of Street yeah, Fighter it's 2 Street and a Fighter bunch of versions of 3. One, Street Fighter 2, Street Fighter 2 Champion Edition, Street Fighter 2 Hyper Fighting, Street Fighter, Super Street Fighter 2, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo, Street Fighter Alpha, Street Fighter Alpha 2, Street Fighter Alpha 3, Street Fighter 3... Street Fighter 3 Double Impact and Street Fighter 3 Third Strike are all the games that are included in this collection. Uh, That's a lot of Street Fighter. And four of them are going to be fully playable online with ladders and stuff. Uh, I believe that is Street it's Fighter nice 2. It's nice to know which ones are claimed the best. It's just yeah, like, it's, oh, it's, ones it's online are the best games. It's yeah, pretty much. It's Street Fighter 2 Hyper Fighting, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo... Street Fighter Alpha 3 and Street Fighter 3 Third Strike are the ones that are going to be playable online. So that was really cool. Uh, just wanted to get that in the news a little bit. Uh, other than that, before we get to some negative uh, news here, uh, Crytek is suing Star Citizen over breach of yes. contract with the CryEngine. Oh... So the way I understand this is that initially they are continuing, they are continuing to use the CryEngine even though yeah. they said they were they they I mean there was a big announcement they were moving to Amazon Amazon Lumberyard which is based on which is based on the CryEngine but uh, is not exactly the same so 
Yeah, so yeah, so according to Crytek. I mean, that's basically the news here is that they had announced that they were moving away from the CryEngine and were using the this Amazon Lumberyard, but in the last like uh in the latest kind of gameplay and stuff that that uh um what is it Cloud Imperium drop yeah. Imperium games yep for Star Citizen there were lines of code that were very distinguishable as being part of the CryEngine three to which which is like complicated because part the lumberyard is like based on the the CryEngine <laughs> which they bought they bought like a branch of it off of Crytek and made it into Lumberyard. So mm-hmm. it doesn't seem that unusual that in this massive game, the stuff they'd already built in the CryEngine, they just kind of like didn't even change it because it would still work on yeah. Lumberyard. So I don't I don't really know how engines work all that well, but this seems uh Yeah, so um so there's a whole long document like saying you know, obviously presenting the case. Um, and Cloud Imperium Games has actually responded uh, to Polygon's ask for comment, and they say, uh, we are aware of the Crytek complaint having been filed in the U.S. District Court. And this is a spokesperson for, for Cloud Imperium Games. CIG hasn't used the CryEngine for quite some time since we switched to Amazon's Lumberyard. This is a meritless lawsuit that we will defend vigorously against, including recovering from Crytek any costs incurred in the matter. So it's right now very much a he cool. said, she said situation. But Cloud Imperium also finds themselves in the news again because a specific customer, one Philip Schulz, uh, requested a refund of his $24,000 that he contributed to Star Citizen. Uh, and now 80 days have passed and he has not received the full amount or any sort of compensation for legal fees incurred since the date of that refund request, I guess. Wow. Um, this is corroborated by another individual. Let's see. Uh, who is this? This is Polygon reporting. It's a very long and interesting article. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of money to try and... An update they also yeah, added was a second high-value backer of Star Citizen projects. Uh, it was the Star Citizen Projects reached out to Polygon after this story was published on September 25th, 2017. They asked for a refund of $16,700 dating back to pledges made in 2012. They have yet to receive all the money they were asking for in return. We've confirmed that the case is open with the Better Business Bureau of Los Angeles and Silicon Valley. We wrote to Cloud Imperium, said Steve McFarland, CEO of the Better Business Bureau. Certainly you cannot expect consumers to wait indefinitely for a return on their investment. We have not received a response. We have not received a response. So that's actually kind of the two sides of this coin. Because it's like, on one hand, when you're contributing money to something that may indeed fail, 
or may indeed not return something on investment, like how much of that money are you are you obligated? Uh, like the thing, are the they thing obligated is, to give back to you? Right, because you weren't you weren't like investing; you were buying things. Yeah, that's also the thing. Is... You were buying, and you're buying stuff in a that software. Too. So, like, it's hard to say that you get a refund on that because Definitely. Like, you don't on Kickstarter. Um, you don't on Steam if you play it for more than X number of hours, right? You can't return it. Um, and a lot of other places that you buy digital, you can't return at all. Uh, so that's, uh, it, I mean, also, like, when you're talking about, like, somebody, like, where it's talking about like, 20 something thousand over. X number of years, right? Like mm-hmm. the first person, like the second guy, yeah, pledges back to 2012. Are you like, I can't even go to a store and return the physical object that I bought in 2012, let alone, let alone a digital thing that is very unclear whether or not it's a donation to purchase or investment or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. So this it's, is an interesting. It- Situation. What do you guys think about like whether or not? I'm like I'm like I not mean, sure that the the necess- the Better Business Bureau aspect is is interesting because like in one respect they are correct in that it's like like they they can't expect you know consumers or I suppose investors to not see uh like to just wait indefinitely for a return on the 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 product or the project that they've invested in but at the same time as you said they are although it's not physical stuff that they're getting a lot of these times they are buying things they're not investors right they're not you know what i mean they're not like investing yeah. and yeah. then waiting to research you've yeah money. it's weird cuz in a way cuz they are but they're not they're actually just doing a one to one transaction Right. But it's like this thing isn't actually a consumer product yet. It's not really available. Yeah, I mean, I'm of the mindset that, like, it's just like Kickstarter, where it's just like, oh, you put your money into this? Well, you don't know what it's going to be like. You know, and it's they give you lots of warnings about that, and it's just kind of like you put your money in, you hope you get what you get, and you do get what you get, but it might not happen on a timeline you expect sort of thing. Lots of yeah. companies do this with pre-orders. I pre-ordered a, um, you know, a uh, a sous vide machine. It's very cheap, mm-hmm. very like small one, um, and they did not deliver on time. And luckily, the company is cool enough to be like, "Oh, well, do you want our current sous vide machine that like already works and is already existent? Would you like that?" And I was like, "Sure, why not?" So I got a, a cool like sous vide machine, but it's not the one I wanted. That mm-hmm. being said, I knew that could happen because I pre-ordered a thing that didn't exist yet. Mm-hmm. It's not something, it's not where I go to Amazon and I say, hey, I want this thing. It gets delivered to me. It's like, no, I'm going straight to the company and ordering this thing and hoping they do good on it. You know, they might not, but it's it, it, it's a donation more so than an investment. You know, Guys, you, you... I'm going to reveal a secret shame. Huh? Years ago. You, back, you backed Cloud Imperium Games. No. <laughs> All, just as bad, almost. Years ago. When it was on Indiegogo, I backed Shaq Fu. <laughs> oh. 
Wait, what? I back. When was Shaq? Wait, when when was Shaq Fu on Indiegogo? Shaq Fu, exactly. They had announced a new Shaq Fu game. Shaq Fu two. Shaq Fu two. And I, I I honestly don't remember this. It reached its crowdfunding goal pretty handily, and then they changed developers, and then they showed an early trailer, and then the game, and then they showed a gameplay trailer, and then the game disappeared. So I invested in this, not invested, but I helped crowdfund this game that I just don't think is ever actually going to even exist, despite the fact that it reached its goals and everything. So, But it's like, that's... That's what... I knew that could happen, that's and also goes. that's... I knew that could happen, and also that's probably what I get for for helping crowdfund a new Shaq Fu game. <laughs> I'm just shaking my head. It's a little but, bit weird that Star Citizen is kind of like this long, like they've been continually accepting oh, yeah. sort of things. So I have a is... real problem with the way they've been doing that. They've been asking for something like this to happen. Yeah. I don't know if this guy is owed 24000 of his dollars back. Legally, probably not, but... Uh, but maybe he should be. I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. It's really hard for me to say. It... it like yeah, it's like it's like the Kickstarter thing of like, how long can you trick somebody long? Or you can say, oh, there's no guarantee you're gonna get this. But it's like, wh- how long does it happen until somebody gets like really screwed over? And yeah. Then they, and then it like becomes like this big legal thing that everyone's gonna Especially fight over. Especially you can about. spend like, sixteen k or whatever. On a freaking game that's not out yet. Like uh, that's just asking for that sort of, thing to happen where people are gonna be like, wait a second. Wait a second. Hold on here. I don't actually have anything. Where did all my money go? So, yeah. That's, well, uh... That's that's that for the that's news. That's more stuff. The news. Kind of light this week again, because we talked a lot about the new announcements and stuff from, uh... The Game Awards last week, and PSX didn't really... It was nothing unless you really wanted a new medieval. Like, that's not news. I kind of hey. wanted a medieval, but not that much. Knack 2. Knack 2. That's, that's already big, out. That's, you already got that. They'd never Great. do that. You, you got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You have everything you'd ever want. So, there's no need to announce anything else. We can sit here and just watch this really... Weird demo of Detroit, uh, the, the, the of whatever that fucking game's subtitle I is. I don't want to see any more of that game. Detroit, and, or and then we can see human. the same exact trailer from uh, uh, Death Stranding. Literally the same exact one, and that's it. All right. It's time for trailer trash. Trailer trash, dang old go divas down, go crazy, get her done. Is he your best friend? Is Kojima? Is that your best go friend? Go diva, my best friend. I rode that uh, ride. 
Yeah, you, you rode the Death Stranding ride? Man, that must yeah, have been... it took forever. How, how do they allow kids in that ride? Well, you see, <laughs> the I guy got, stabs I, himself, I, right, like, repeatedly? No, no, I was just rebirthed, you know? I, I, I came out of... <laughs> you, come out of you come out of a esophagus. Yeah, you esophagus. come out of his mouth. I give a, I give a little thumbs <laughs> up. Do you give a thumbs up? <laughs> You're the baby. I am the That's baby. gonna be the reveal. That's gonna be the reveal in, in Death Stranding that you are the baby. You're not, playing, you're, not, you're not playing as Norman's Reedus, you're actually playing as the baby. Did you actually time. see Kojima, what? like, try to explain elements of the game? No. Like, in, in an oh, IGN no. interview? No, he's like, I don't. He's I almost like, don't. He's like, when you're underwater, that is when you are dead. You die, and then you can explore the underwater and pick up items. <laughs> the rain is time rain. When it comes down, it speeds oh, up time. Is that why that guy got old? Yes. I don't. I don't remember it raining during that part. Oh, but they had hoods on, and he didn't. Yeah. Okay, wow. Things are starting to make sense, and I don't like it. That's yeah. <laughs> time rain. Hey, guess what? Kojima's not very good. And then good the interviewer writer. asked, "Well, does does the time rain have anything to do with Norman Reedus when he?" cries like why he cries in that like is there something like does can he manipulate the time like is that what that is and kojima said no i think that is because he is just very sad right now <laughs> that, that was his answer <laughs> so no that's a good that's a good answer um all right nine parchments nine parchments Harry Potter and the portrait of what appeared to be a large pile we... of ash. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. We uh... attempted to create a Diablo style, or I guess a, uh, what was it, a Magica style game, but could not secure the license for Harry Potter, so instead we just made it seem like Harry Potter. We're at the and... academy, not the... Cool uh, the Hogwarts. for witchcraft and wizardry. Also, and and the, the main character kind of has like a Harry Potter look to him. Yes, uh, he's a plucky young wizard man, and it looks like this is a four-player co-op game that again has that sort of top-down slash isometric view. Where you are shooting spells yeah, it and like, combining. It looks like Magicka. Yeah, yeah like you're shooting beams, spells and combining them in player. cool ways. Probably a lot less like janky in terms of like it's in, you're intended to kill each other, sort of like Magicka. But but uh, yeah, I mean it looked all right. Like not super super like super crazy, but. Looks like it could be good fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Finding Paradise. This from the creator looks... from, from the creator of To the Moon. It's To yes. the Moon, right? Mm -hmm. And Bird Story. Bird Story. Bird Story. And it is. It looks very similar to one of those game to those Emotional, two games. Man. Yeah. It looks like a, a like a like a I story played Bird driven. Story, but don't remember a dang thing about it. That's kind of it, those are both very heavy nar narrative games, right? Yeah. Like almost no there's almost no like action or, you know, platforming or mm -hmm. things like that, right? It's just all kind of walking around talking and hearing the story, right? And this one is I think I it's it at the end says it's a narrative adventure that spans a lifetime. So, like, it seems like you are playing as this character 
through various stages of his life and significant moments. I don't know if there's any sort of like stepping back element to it or you or maybe the game unravels kind of in a non-linear way where it jumps around to different parts of like different times of his life. Can't really tell from the trailer, but uh it was very well done. The music sounded fantastic. He's a, seems like he's a cello player of some kind, the character you play as. And as such that sort of orchestral uh style kind of permeated visual style is that same that you would see in to the moon and similar games mm-hmm, yeah i don't know it looked cool it looked, it looked cool, cool yeah very I, um, very emotional i still haven't played to the moon but it's like oh, we mentioned before it's like on sale on steam yeah, like, I played all the Bird time Story, but I and i've heard it's one. very i've heard it's very good but i just i just never got around to uh to playing it um but maybe next time it goes on sale i will check it out or this one maybe uh, next, we had the Legend of Zelda Champions Ballad Which DLC Matt trailer. Which has talked extensively about. Yeah, so there's not much to say on this. It shows some cutscenes from the game, from the DLC. It shows the new gear. And then at the end is the one everyone's talking about. It shows Link on a freaking motorcycle. Aw, uh, yeah. Um, yes. Uh, <laughs> what a thing. I don't know when I have not got that. I'll just say spoilers. I have not got that in the game yet. I don't know what when you do get it. Yeah, it's... but there's been some very great like vid- short videos and gifs that people have come out with f- from that uh, f- from that alone. Uh, yeah, it yeah. Seems... It's uh, I uh, I thought the the trailer's cool, although it does maybe seem. A little misleading because it definitely does put the the champions very much at the forefront. Yeah, and their cutscenes, I guess, memories that they're in are prominently featured, and that seems to not necessarily be a huge amount of what that DLC is. Um, yeah. But still, well done, a well done trailer for uh, a a coup game. This is a coup game. Coup. Next, coup we game. have. Oh my god, heads. So this is a multiplayer, like a what couch. If it, what, it, what if there was an oh my god hand? Oh god man. That was. Was that Miyazaki? Was that a From Software game? Oh, god wow. Hand? Uh, no, I don't I think, think so, so, right? That was like. um. Who did that? that? The, uh, was it Killer 7 people? I think it was yeah, the I Killer think that 7 was, people. Those are the people. Was who it? Probably did it was. Um, it was Clover. It's Clover. It was Clover. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. Uh, it was... Suda? No, was it? No, no. Clover is uh, Okami. Clover yeah. Suda oh, is Okami. Okay, yeah. And beautiful Joe. Sh- Shinji, Mik- Shinji, Shinji, and Shinji Mikami was the one who directed it, and he's the guy who did Resident Evil. Got uh, it. And and most recently, um, The Evil Within. Got it. Got it. Uh, but this is a multiplayer, couch, zany, competitive game i don't really like it's capture the flag basically. it is capture they, the they flag even said, they even said on the screen capture the flag but instead of flags it's heads it's yeah you're capturing and then there's like the and then there's like and then like depending on what level you're playing on there's a bunch of zany background yeah like, super smash Bros. stage the different effects going on has a very uh a very cool sounding narrator in that he sounds <laughs> like almost like the mortal Kombat narrator in a way uh 
yeah, the art style was was interesting. Like it looked I I don't know if I if I'm really interested in playing this game, but watching this trailer with the art style and the the music and stuff was fun. It didn't seem like it was necessarily a really super fun game, but I don't know. That I that was just my opinion. I wasn't into like the gameplay necessarily, but yeah, it's a good trailer, but not a good game. Yeah. I mean, we don't know well, how good of a game it is, but yeah, knows? it didn't. It didn't sell me on it. That's didn't for sure. sell. Yeah, it didn't sell me on playing the game. It sold me on like, hey, it got whoever, humor. Whoever made this play, whoever made this trailer, did a good job. <laughs> uh, and then Sp- last, Spider Five uh, Arcade Edition official, official opening cin- cin- opening cinematic trailer. Yeah, thing. So Street Fighter Five is it kind of a trailer or not? I don't know. I don't know. It was shown at PSX. This is the trailer that essentially announced that there were what the new characters were. We got Blanca, we got Sa- Sakura, we got Cody, we got this new Abraham look Lincoln looking motherfucker named G. Uh, G! We've got uh, who else is there? Sagat got shown off as well. Uh, and this is just a cool little cinematic trailer. This. Ryu, he's contemplating some stuff. Then there's fighting mans. And there's different fighting people. Then there's different people. There's there's Rashid. There's Abigail. There's new characters. New characters. There's Blanca. It's great. Cody's looking slick. He's out of jail. He's rehabilitated. Uh, Sagat's looking like Sagat. Gets punched. It's kind of not the best way to introduce him, but whatever. Uh, yeah, that's it, man. Those are the trailers. Not a lot of co- not a lot of like super strong contenders this week, but yeah, this one's no no. Nothing's blowing me away. Ooh, this is actually gonna be tough. What do you guys think? Um, I think the one that's gonna. I think the one that got me was. Uh, I mean, this is trailer trash. This is about the best trailer. Mm-hmm. I think Oh My God has the best trailer. Okay, interesting choice. It's a weird choice because Street Fighter V would probably be the best trailer, but it's a cinematic opening, which I almost, in my mind, feels like cheating. Yeah, it's just the thing that you see when you turn the game on, right? Yeah, exactly. I would, I would say Finding Paradise was the best trailer from this list. But... Mm. I mean, I don't know. It it was less because the trailer specifically, more just because it's like, oh yeah, those games. I should play those. The, I keep hearing they're good. Mm, I would agree that Finding Paradise is. I the best think trailer Finding Paradise is the best trailer. It I evoked think. actually a sense of like emotion feeling. to me. Yeah, and feeling like Fair. oh my god, heads of, looked, of ennui. Uh, look, oh my god, heads looked all right, but ultimately I was also looking at the gameplay and being like, I don't know how yeah. this gameplay works and it doesn't look that fun to me. But yeah. that's just my opinion. So, par- Finding Paradise. Alright. Finding, finding paradise. Burnout Paradise. <laughs> We've been spending most of our lives finding paradise. <laughs> 
and normally Ricardo plays us out, but uh, I still haven't said the stuff that this week. What does that no, mean to play us not out? Doing, not doing oh, that bit okay, every time. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. You can check us out on com, and uh, we have our iTunes uh, podcast, uh, which you've just been listening to, hopefully. Please go ahead and rate us and review us on there. And we normally stream on Twitch, um, this live podcast. This week, there's some technical problems that we couldn't get that done. But we will be doing that hopefully again in the future. So um, subscribe to switch.tv slash pixel underscore legends. And our Twitter is pixel underscore legends as well. Um, that's about it for all the shout outs. So with that said, it's time for us to jump on this this snaggle beast or whatever they're called in Monster Hunter. <laughs> no, there's none of them are snaggle beasts. <laughs> Come on, and man. Right off into the sunset. Fine. Whatever. The Snaggle Beast. <laughs> What's it called? It's so defeatist. Fine. Fine. <laughs> Whatever. You're not even going to correct me. I can't. I can't. You can't. He'll learn. One day he'll learn. <laughs>